straight up audio magic. <laughs> the devil is my friend, the devil is my friend, wherever I go, the devil will go, the devil is my friend. What do you think about that boy? Recording from a basement and above a garage in suburban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerry. And I'm Jeff. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism, as you will soon learn. We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the unholy merger of politics and religion from the secular perspective. It is episode 128, and why are there so many, air quotes, Democrats running for the Democratic Party nomination for president? And why are so many of them anti-vax and seemingly anti-Democratic Party and funded by GOP dark money and being interviewed by Sean Hannity in front of a cheering crowd on Fox? How, sh- how concerned should we be? Enough. Concerned enough to talk about it on a podcast. This time next year, we'll be in party convention season. And by now, we'll know know who the nominees are. And a lot can happen between now and then. More on the Republican side, given all the legal trouble. But on the Democratic side, too. We got troubles. We we definitely have forces lining up against us for spoiler, for ego, and potentially for the grift. And... It's easy to dismiss, oh, they'll never win. They'll never win. They're just in it to, they're just in it to play spoiler or for the attention. But we've had three elections, depending on who you ask, presidential elections that have been decided in large part by a third party candidate sucking up votes from one party. Yep, yep. Yeah, you reminded me last night of uh, Ralph Nader. And what, what was, uh, who were running in, in, in that particular race? Uh, w. Gore? And Gore. Okay. And that was the one that was down to the ch- hanging chads, and had it not been for Nader, we wouldn't have had the hanging chad issue. Well, yeah. it wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't even just in Florida. Um, he got a lot of votes in Michigan. Well, and, that's why I'm saying that, that the Electoral College would have been a different, you know, different setup. And if you talk to, to this day, Nader fans, they don't, they, don't, they don't buy that. They don't buy it. They don't like the assertion that he pushed the Republicans over the line. And they do, and these some friends of mine, 
they they get really defensive about it. it well, it, and I understand, you know, that that there is a lot of you know, there's a lot of people out there that would like to have a third party or even maybe a fourth party, legitimate parties, um, but you know, now is not the time to do that. And I don't know when the correct time would be to to start that, but it's happening now, though, again. But, I mean, with the strong possibility of Trump, he's going to be the nominee. I, I, you know, I, I don't see any other possibility there. So it's going to be between Trump and, logically, Biden for the, you know, the two party heads. And it's going to be a tight race from the get-go without the third party entering it. And Do you really third think... Party's, do you really think that yeah. Americans want a third party? Or are they just or do they just wish the party of their choice acted more like they want them to? Well, that I I think that's the case is there's there's, you know, um you know, quite a few people that and I'm one that's, you know, probably more progressive leaning than what Biden is. So, you know, I I would wish that there was somebody else running that was more progressive but I'm a realist as well and know that the rest of the country is not there yet and if you're going to have a president as president over everybody you know going completely that direction uh you know is not realistic I don't think but it's fu it's funny you mentioned that because there was a between what you just said and that they're not you know, like it's not, it's not time, you know, it's, it's not time. And for the third party for a third party, for right. a green party, for the presidential nominee to act and go for policies in more of, of my favor. I'm the kind of the Royal, my favor, mm -hmm. but they're always, that's one of the reasons they will give you for doing it now they will say with some justification it's never time it's never time for us whoever the us is it's well, not it's not it's not time for us and you democrats this is the cornell west one mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. one of the three forces running against uh the democratic party is that that it's never time that it's a that the Democrats take these votes for granted, and then when they get in power, they don't do anything for us. They and they and they say that that's what that's what Nader said. Jill Stein said that everyone pretty much forgot about Jill Stein. Uh, Ross Perot was one of the first. You know, you can't you can't take us for granted. Vote for me, and we loved it then. Yeah, we got Clinton, which is a really right. weird thing, really weird thing to say in 2023. <laughs> but trust us, people who are not of a certain age. When you got through, when we got through with eight years of Reagan and four oh, yeah. years of Bush Senior, yep. yeah, Clinton we ready for was a breath of fresh air. Now, absolutely, you can yeah. you can look at it with a much different view now. But we can easily say that Clinton was better than a second 
Bush presidency and way better than Ross Perot. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, here, here's the thing that, that I don't understand about these third parties is, you know, they haven't really laid the groundwork in, in Congress. And so, you know, if you don't have any Green Party, um, you know, representatives or Green Party senators or, or what, what's, what's the new party you're talking about? The no labels. No labels. Okay, no label party. Um, it's not a party, have... Jeff. It's a movement. It's a belief. But yeah. it is, we're not Republicans. We're not Democrats. We're common sense. We need, we represent the true center. And their goal is to get on the ballot in all 50 states. Now, that's not, that's not super easy, but they won't tell you where the funding is coming from. Mm. They won't tell you where the, where the money is coming from. That's what's scary. But who is, who is being associated with them? Joe Manchin, yeah. Joe Lieberman, and wouldn't they love to say, we've got a former Democrat on our ticket. Back when the Democrats were sensible and not a bunch of AOC spouting lunatics. That's basically their pitch, is it is the common sense centrist, not Democrats because we're no labels, but they're going at their they're going after Democratic votes. And why are they doing that? So a Republican's going to win. That's, that's the Is only that... reason no labels exists. Okay, so they, they are intentionally wanting to muddy the water then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hiding, hiding behind kind of a non-ideological shroud that, that, you know, we're not left, we're not right. We're no labels, man. We're the sensible middle. But okay, so is, is Manchin? He's kind of labeled as he would be the the presidential candidate in that scenario, or has that not been determined yet? I I don't. I, it has definitely has not been been determined yet. And anytime you see somebody associated with no labels, it's normally in kind of a speculative mode. But Joe Lieberman, I don't think is is dissuading anybody that he might be interested. It gets his name in. He's got to be pretty. He's got to be pretty old by now, right? Because he ran with Gore. Does it back matter? In the day. Well, I mean, they're making a big deal out of the you know ageism thing with with Biden. Who so is? Say, Who's making a big deal out of it other well, than Fox News? A lot of Democratic. Potential voters are not really you you know, excited so? about. I I I do I pick up some of that by conversation. So that, you know, okay, which is which is obvious. He is he is old. He's only yep. getting older. He's the oldest president we've ever had. That fact will not change, and it will not get any better going forward. Right. If and, you're and, a Democrat, yeah. why do you care? Well, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, you should be fairly comfortable with, you know, Harris as as the VP, you know, 
becoming president. That's a different conversation because a lot of Democrats don't like her. Uh, and that's that's what I'm saying is that kind of makes that, yeah, they might vote for Biden, Biden but, you know, th- there's a potential there that he may not make the the whole term. The reason the reasons why people say they don't like Kamala Harris are so they're as flimsy as wet toilet paper. Yeah. It 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 it, it boggles me that that you could that you could draw any opinion on her because it's not that she's been invisible but she's not she's not front and center like Cheney was. She's not a buffoon like Dan Quayle was. He, well, she, Cheney was basically the, the the president. You know, he was you know. Cheney, Cheney was the president. Dan yep. Dan Quayle was a was a punching bag. A stooge. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pence is the the consummate Lap suck dog. up. Yep. You know, Joe Biden was the loyal experience number two. And he, if I don't, I don't know if people. How much do you remember of Joe Biden when he was VP? That's yeah. I was going to say that, and then you know the same thing with um, who else did you just mention there? Dan Quayle, Quayle Pence. Yeah. Pence. Yeah, Pence was the other. Yeah, I mean you know basically VPs are kind of in the background. They're there for you know tiebreaker votes if if things are close or whatever. But they're very low key, and so to expect you know Kamala Harris to exceed. In that capacity, that's that's unrealistic, and it's kind of sexist in a way to you know to have a higher expectation in that position. The 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 criticisms of her from the left come from the fact that she was attorney general, and that she was uh, too much of a hard ass, you know, too unforgiving in in drug cases. She she might she might have been, but you're not going to get elected. Attorney General of a big state by saying, "We really shouldn't arrest anybody." Right. Right. We, yeah. And as senator, she had a she had a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty quick ride up the uh, the political hierarchy. And well, yeah, and she 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 made a name for herself during like I can't remember the names of these hearings that, you know, she was part of, but, you know, she had really good pushbacks against Republicans, you know, so I was pretty impressed with her when she was a senator. She's not a dummy. She's not, she's not a dummy. And, you know, maybe she's not enough of an ideologue for the, the more left of the uh, democratic base. I wish that uh, prosecutors would have, uh, more leeway and not do you know stupid drug crimes and focus on focus on bigger fish but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm not going to vote for Kamala Harris because of her record as a as attorney general in the state of California right I, that 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 seems that that seems silly but yeah. the other the other name that gets associated with um, no labels is Kirsten Cinema. Oh, of so, course. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a rogues gallery of quasi Democrats. But let's let's just say, for example, that Manchin runs as president, and then Cinnabons runs for, um, you know, a, as the running mate. With Congress the way it's set up right now, what would they actually accomplish? 
I don't. You know what I was? I was about to say. I was about to say, kind of a Sopranos line before they kill somebody. You know, with all due respect. <laughs> and that's, but that's not the that's not the point. And isn't it? No, no, because because I think they're realistic enough to know that they're not gonna win. They're not gonna win. They're not even gonna. They're not even. They're not even gonna come close. They're gonna raise money. They're gonna be in the news. They're going to be. People are going to hear them. They're going to be richer when it's over. Basically, setting up their post-election results careers. And look, some of them probably even believe that stuff. But none of them, at least the three that we mentioned, have a problem with spiking the Democratic Party. Right. None of them. Yeah, because they've been doing that all along, well, basically. And they all have they all have pet causes. Joe yep. Lieberman's staunch defender of the Israeli government in Israel. Kirsten yep. Cinema, strong staunch defender of billionaires keeping their billions. Because she yep. wants to get she wants to get close to them. Yeah, and, and Joe Manchin is pro coal and right. you know anti climate change. He's not anti climate change. He's, well, he's pro business, Jeff. He's pro. Yeah, he's he's pro yeah. If you're if you're pushing coal, that's not too good for the, for the climate. So it I'm, is. I'm just going to put and, it out. And by there. the way, we didn't even talk about this in the pre-show, but the climate. Or, let me rephrase, the weather this year mm. is pretty freaking bad. And oh when, the, when the ocean in Florida is 101 degrees. Hot tub temperature, Jerry. That's, that's, that's hot tub temperature. That's crazy. That's, and <laughs> like, when's the last uh, time that, a that's... president came on there and said, hey, this climate thing, this sucks. And we're going to have to do something about it. Never. Yeah, that, that, and, and if you don't, you know, start flashing red lights now, I don't know when they're going to go off. I mean, because it's not just the, you know, the record high temperatures. This is like the hottest record, you know, high temp for summer forever. I mean, you know, they have to go back and, and look at tree rings to kind of figure that stuff out because they weren't recording temperatures way back in the day. But... Um, and that you know you com- combine that with the floods, severe floods that have been going on all over across the globe, and you know in New England, you know where they were underwater, the the fires in Canada that we were getting smoke from. So Still I, are. It's, it's, it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, today was like uh, don't go outside, and I, I did anyway. Well, it's Something definitely it's way worse up north. Oh, for sure. It's it's way worse up north. But, but I mean, you know. So, so you know, we're not talking about that with all this stuff going on. I don't, I really don't get it. But you know, I guess we just got to put our head in the ground like an ostrich. And political professionals will tell you that there's no gain in talking about it. Where is the, for me, Joe Congressman, Joe Governor, Mayor? Where is the gain for me to talk about climate? Because I can't do squat about it. 
what good is it for me to talk about something that I don't have a solution for? Or you know that, that any solution would be so contentious that in the end probably everybody would be mad and I would be swept out with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't have the political fortitude to do anything about it. I mean, you know, they were trying to push back on what meager things that, you know, Biden put through on on climate. And, you know, that was just a, you know, a, a starter package. And, you know, we're unraveling that. And if, if Republicans get in, that'll be all gone away. Which takes us to RFK. <laughs> and... I what I'm I I'm messaged you with a fairly long form interview with that he did with the New Yorker and it was the longest I had heard him speak mm. ever and I didn't I I don't think I've ever heard him talk for more than you know a 30 second or so soundbite and I was shocked I, I was I, I'm I, I was I was shocked. At first, he he almost sounds like he's he's dying. He is he's very you know raspy, like he's straining with every word. Well, that <laughs> that's like a condition, like a some kind of a disease, I guess, that he has with his vocal cords. So, you know, I I, I, get I didn't know that. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's something about that, and I guess it's not a real common thing, but. So yeah, I mean, I don't make I don't make anything out of, out of that. But what he, what he says, no matter how raspy it is, is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. Yeah, and I've listened to him in other contexts as well. And that's that's the thing. you know he was on the Joe Rogan podcast um, a month or so ago, something like that, spewing. And you know, of course, in their podcast, what is it like three hours long, something like mm-hmm. that? I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just listened to you know some clips of it, but. Um, they're getting because Rogan has what like 180 million downloads per month on his podcast. It's like the number one podcast in the world. It's up there. So RFK, you know, has a platform there. He's been on Newsmax. He's been on Fox. Uh, just the other day, uh, Sean Hannity did a town hall with him, which you know, is that bizarro world or what? You know, where Fox News is having a town hall for. A Democrat presidential candidate? Have they done that before? Uh, no. Yeah. No. So, so you see what's going on here is is the right and the wacky left, <laughs> I would say, are are you know using mostly the mo- mostly the Republicans out there, the GOP are using him as a spoiler. Right. You know, no labels is a spoiler. Yeah. Colonel West. Colonel West would be a spoiler. Another spoiler. And our, but, I mean, at least RFK is is running as a Democrat, so you know he probably doesn't have a chance to you know win the ticket. But the damage he's doing in the meantime is co- so corrosive. So I was all, the thing that I was probably surprised the most about is how liberal he sounds on a lot of on a lot of policies. And that would would appeal to people who really like Bernie Sanders or people who really yeah. like Jill Stein. He comes out against corporate power. He comes out, he's staunchly 
pro environment. Staunchly. Wait, wait, wait. Before you before you tell me how wrong he is, and I'm not I am not advocating for RFK, but I was surprised and continue to be surprised at how some of the stuff he says sounds like it would come from the Democratic Socialists of America and how it would come how it would come out of Bernie fans. And he is appealing and when he talks about he talks about militarism and the militaristic state. That's yeah. going oh, yeah. to appeal yeah. to 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 the dovish wing. Mm-hmm. And when he was on Hannity, he came out borderline pro Putin. Yes. And yep. anti United States being involved in Ukraine and saying that we want a war with Russia. Right. Now. Right. Well, they're cha- the crowd cheered. <laughs> the. the, the you, they they cheered pretty heartily. Yeah. And yeah. when you think when you cut if you cut out everything else he says if you just wanted to focus on on like probably everybody does the stuff that you want to hear no we don't want to we don't want to we don't want a war with Russia. We definitely don't. Mhm. He's not talking about he he wasn't talking about Russian aggression. Like we we don't we don't want that war, but he makes it seem like like we are the aggressors because we don't want Russia emboldened to basically overrun uh, Ukraine. He talks about corporate power and the and the quote big guys, and he's all, he is fighting for the little guy, and he's fighting for the little guy against those mean corporations, especially the ones that are big polluters. And yeah, okay, he's becoming here's, here's... he's becoming more and more careful about his anti-vax uh, beliefs, and he talks about the science. And I'm not I'm not I'm not anti-vax. I'm pro research. Pro science. I'm pro science. I'm pro research. I want safe. I want safe vaccines. And one of the more personal moments in the New Yorker podcast with. Uh, he's editor in chief, I think. Uh, David Remnick yeah. is. He's got a severely autistic son, mm-hmm. and he believe. And RFK is all about vaccines causing autism, and he really, he really didn't have an answer to it because he got called out on a on an extremely personal level, like he almost challenged, like, tell me. Like to my face on this on the podcast, that my severely autistic son got there because of a vaccine, and he wouldn't do it. You know, he he wouldn't he he wouldn't say it, and he and he and he wanted to change the subject. But but see, it depends on who's interviewing him because on the Rogan podcast, he went autism and and vaccines. He talked about mercury. Which is not a you know it's a whole different topic, but I mean you know it it's it's not an issue. So I mean it was lie after lie after lie. Was it was but, it a lie, or was it how much of what he said had at least a shred of truth? Well, okay. So on the on the thing on mercury, yes, mercury in in a certain form is poisonous. 
but in, in other forms, it's not. And, and the example that um, Dr. Wilson was giving was like chlorine is a, is a gas that's deadly. You know, they, they used to use that in the war. And it cleans your pool. And, but also, you know, sodium chloride. So in that chemical conversation, it, it's not harmful. So, I mean, you know, so, so, what, so what, there uh, is. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to hang your hat on something being true, he gives you just like Fox usually does. Fox usually gives you enough, enough facts to launder all of the ideology that comes through in their programming. Mm-hmm. But and Tucker Carlson did it too. Tucker Carlson probably did it as well well as any of them. Well, just asking questions, kind of asking questions, kinda inserting Tucker Carlson, not a dummy. You know, nope. he, he not he's not a dummy, and he was on the way to being really evil. And he only he's only down for a while. He, he's going to oh, be yeah. he's going to be back. So you mm-hmm. haven't. You haven't gotten rid of him. It'd be interesting to oh, see no. if he can, if he can get back to even half the level of popularity that he had when he was on Fox. Because if he does, that's pretty freaking popular. Well, and you know, we we think he's kind of been sidelined, but if you saw the cheering and accolades he got at, um, I can't remember the Republican conference that they had. It was the What's what's the one for kind of college kid age? Uh, Is it like the TPUSA or Turning Point? Yeah, Turning Point. Exactly. That's that's what it was. So you know, other candidates, presidential candidates, went on there and got booed. Like Pence got booed. Um, I don't think Christie was there. Pence. I can't remember the other. They and, they booed they booed Pence yep, because yep. because Pence and, and that's a that's by the way that's a really bad sign. Mm-hmm. That, that not look boo pence boo pence all you want the reason why they're they're booing him is he didn't carry out the plan right and they will right. not they will not have somebody in a position like that not going to carry out the plan and democrats or people who don't like trump it is a whether you like it or not it's a binary choice. Yep. You either you either vote for the Democratic nominee, or you're voting for you're voting for Trump. Yeah. Period. Well, yeah, yeah. My yeah. My point was is that of of the speakers there, it was Tucker Carlson that had them eating out of his hand. I mean, you know, that's that's just my personal observation. So it's not scientific by any means. But that well, was you don't scary you don't trust the science anyway. But never mind. That that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, back to what you're saying about RFK. Any kind of conspiracy, there's always it always starts with, uh, you know, like a seed of truth in it. So I mean, because there was a, a report long ago on the connection to autism, but the scientist that did that thing was debunked. RFK has not let go of that. Where every you know most everybody else has kind of moved on, but the conspiracy. People have not. They still hang on to that and push it forward. The other thing in that interview he talked about, which I thought was kind of also frightening, is he was talking about you know the mass shootings and where it was a Prozac or something he was trying to yeah. insinuate. Yeah. Although he, he tried to back off of that, 
But I mean, just to put that stuff out there, it could be, should be, but that's not how he phrased it initially. Yeah, so, I, mean, and I forget. He, what he just the, put stuff out there. I forget what the the name the the name. It's like a whole class of drugs. Right, but it starts with an M or something. I think, but I, I honestly I forgot about that part of the interview. Yeah, because no, that, like because say, there are so many kind of. I, I was still taken aback by how some of his positions were so liberal, and if you wanted to hear, if that's all you're hearing. You know, if yeah, you're you hearing that the, part, the, right? That scared me but, because well, you could have it. You could talk yourself into believing he's actually a good candidate because I support him on that. Yeah, here's the other thing because he's always promoted as as you know a staunch environmentalist and all that kind of thing. But his solution, and I can't remember what podcast this was on because I listened to so many, unfortunately. Is is his solution is free market? So if he says he's he's you know anti big corporate business and all that kind yeah. of yeah yeah, and yet that's his solution. It's not you know government mandating you know uh, things that are going to help uh, alleviate you know you know reduce the the harm, but no, the free market will take care of it. He's not super consistent. He's left. Oh, for sure. He's right. He's center. Um, right. But he cou- right. but he couches it. He couches it really well. And he is, he becomes less of a zealot and more of an asking questions guy. I just, I just want safe vaccines, Jeff. Right. And who, right. by the way, if, who doesn't want safe vaccines? If you didn't want to believe, you could say and, and Everybody live with yourself wants, yeah. that I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just want safe vaccines and I, and it right. hasn't been proven. Now you know there's no not to him. Well, there's no way and, and to prove to any read, of those people. And he says he reads all the scientific papers. Well, he's not a scientist. He's not a you know a virologist or a biologist. You know he, so he's reading it as a lawyer. So right, but, you know, but that you're, does not make but him you're, an expert. But you're but you're using. I don't think logic. It, you, yeah, but I don't think a vote for him is like a vote for is is a vote for logic. That's kind of a vote. That's kind of a vote for vote of emotion. Like when you said yeah. earlier, like what are they going to do in Congress? They're not. They're not. They're not thinking about that. They don't care. They, they because they're never going to win. It's kind of like Trump. He didn't think he was going to yeah. win. Right. He didn't, right, he didn't yeah. think he was going to win. He was probably. I did. You think he shit himself when he won? Like now oh. I actually got to do this. Yeah. I, I wonder, but uh, I they, they don't they don't worry about it. But if they get enough to like no labels, just wants to get a Republican elected. Cornell West might actually believe the stuff he says about not being taken for does. granted. I you know, and yeah. but you, unfortunately, it looks like you have a choice of. Being taken advantage by Democrats or being taken advantage by Republicans, it it seems a pretty obvious choice. But who am I to to judge that guy? I don't agree with it. I think it's going to be super harmful. And RFK, he's doing it for for true believer reasons, but he's gonna he's he's gonna he's gonna make money on it. Well, the other thing that was interesting in that podcast interview is he never really answered the question about if if he was truly qualified to be president. 
you know, he, he tried to say, well, when I was, I don't know how old he would have been in 1960. You know, he would have been like, what, five years old or something. And he went, you know, so he's using that as, as experience to go to the Democratic convention. Right, but when you're 11. Yeah. You know, in yeah. that case, I've been to a couple. Vote for yeah. me. I guess so. 2024. So he's strictly writing off the the Kennedy name, which has a lot of power. It has a lot of. I don't agree. You don't think it has power no. anymore? I think it has power. I think you're the last generation that it has, and there's not a huge separation of generations between the two of us. But I was not alive when he was alive, and he was he was revered, but. Every generation since then, they don't, they don't, they, their Kennedys are a, are a historical footnote. My, mm, my, yeah. gener- my Kennedy, my generation's Kennedy was Teddy. It was Ted. Teddy, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then. Ted. Yeah. It was JFK Jr. And he met an early demise. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're like, they're a his, they're history books to my kids, to your kids. And I don't know if it has. There's no way that it can still have the same cachet. Like there, well, there's, just with there's QAnon, <laughs> right? Because they thought JFK or JFK Jr. was going to come back for the dead or something like that. But that's your way. Well, he never. He never died. That's okay. That he, was he, it. Okay. he never died. He's he's gonna he's gonna come back like like Jesus and uh, Elvis. I don't know how so, much the I don't I don't know how much the Kennedy name has an impact you know the kennedys my generation knows them maybe a little less now yeah not not much i was shocked the other thing that i was shocked is i probably knew this or maybe i didn't is that he was a heroin addict for 14 years i didn't know that either whatever the meaning is same thing it's a 12-step program right and Nine. Nine meetings a week. Now, by the way, good for him. Yeah. Good for anybody yeah. that has a pro- has this, whichever, whichever one it is, that they're clean and getting help. And the 12-step, particularly as atheists, not for everybody. If it works for you, good for you. Do you want somebody like that? Would you vote? Not not would you want that? Because that's the wrong question. The wrong question is, do you want that person as president? That person will never be president. Right. The right. better question is, do you really want to vote for this person for president? Do, would you really vote for somebody? And am I being, am I being too harsh? If there was a if there was an alcoholic who had been clean for seventeen years or however long, and they go to a couple meetings as president, which would be kind of wild, honestly, especially if it was like Barack Obama. Hey, I'm Barack. You know, I'm an alcoholic. Like you're gonna pretend you don't know him. Like right, everything's right. anonymous. Like how would how would a president? Go to an anonymous meeting yeah, it's not like really that. Anonymous. But, I mean, they they probably can't divulge names outside of that group. But yeah, 
in the group they're gonna know. Yeah. Do you do you want to vote for somebody like that for president? Am I being too harsh? Well, the the bigger issue I had is is you know where. I, I guess part of the concept is you have to forgive people. He was on Bannon's, Steve Bannon's podcast. Oh, and, uh, really? And who, who's who's the crazy guy? Um, Jesus, Alex, um, jo- Alex, Alex Jones. Jones? Yeah. And, RFK you know, was Alex, on both of those. Yeah. Yeah, point and, taken. And, well, and, and, you know, and then worst the interviewer kind of asked him about that. He said, well, I, you know, I have to, you know, I don't hate people. I have to, you know, I have to love everybody. Is is like, so somebody like like those people that want to destroy America, you're okay with. You don't you don't have any harsh words to say about them. That's that's also dangerous to me. Yeah, but Jeff, that just gives me another reason to vote for him. Why wouldn't you not want somebody who in in the in the White House was was caring and loved everybody? just like Jesus. Well, well which, which Jesus? <laughs> is it harsh to say or to ask, why would you vote for somebody who goes to nine 12-step meetings a week? Yeah, that's a little crazy. I mean, it's like once a week. Maybe you well, can consider that. I mean, that. does it matter if it's once or three times or nine? Like, if you go to nine, are you always... I And I have no idea. Like, if you go to nine... Do you need? Do you go to nine because you're that on edge, and you need this? You're you need right, this right. meeting to stay clean. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if it works that way. But normally, you would celebrate somebody who was clean for 14 years, and yep. if they went to two meetings a day, you'd go, "Good for you. You're doing what you need to do to stay clean and stay alive." Why? I, I'm arguing with myself. Why why should that be disqualifying for a presidential vote? And then usually when somebody goes to those extremes, they go, it's my vote and I'm going to vote for whoever I want. And you can't stop for sure. me. Right. Yeah. yeah, they can overlook. Yeah, that's the thing is that they'll find one thing that they agree with on all the stuff he's saying. If it's, if it's you know, anti-government control with vaccines, you know, mandates and all that kind of stuff. Pro-science, and- Jeff. I want no, safe they, vaccines. They they are as safe as they can be. <sighs> they, <laughs> They're safer than what he's what he's suggesting. They are doing you know the, the vaccine you know the 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 COVID vaccine. I you know I wouldn't have taken it if I thought it was you know uh, you know a rush job. You know I followed. My scientists, you know, Vincent Racaniello and, and those guys, and that's if not, they would that, have said, "That's not that's not why you took it, though." You were gonna, you were going to get it anyway, were you not? Well, yeah, I mean, I probably would have, you know, but I'm just saying that I had a lot more confidence knowing the process. I, you know, I never really knew the All process. Right, hang before on, and, how close? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever asked you in this way. And you don't have to answer it on, on a podcast, so you don't have to answer it. You're huh? just asking questions. I, I, I am. <laughs> I am. How close do you think you got to dying from COVID? How, cl- how close were you? Yeah, I, I you were really pretty don't. sick. My, my, my lips didn't turn blue, and that was the thing at the time that, you know, the uh, the nurse at the hospital, you know, because we did a like a 
televisor kind of thing. And and that's that's all she could go by. She said, if your lips turn blue, you need to come in. But I mean, the way I felt, I was about as close to death as I'd want to be. Did you feel... Because I think people have already memory hold how bad COVID was for a lot of people. Oh, it's sanitizing, you mean, or what? Or forgot, you know, like, like we don't, we don't forget think, the millions we, of deaths. Right. And... We don't, we don't think, we don't think about that anymore. You know, right. We, right. we don't think right. about, we don't think of overstuffed hospitals and right. Right. And super stressed out and taxed, um, doctors and emergency workers and right. people right. people paranoid this was like the dumb part like like washing your um you know rinsing off all your groceries sanitizing them in the garage yeah you know, leaving that, your your uh, your amazon packages out in the garage yeah. for a week before you touch them yeah yeah and well, yeah, but you know that, it was an unknown right, right. It, it, it was total unknown but when you mm-hmm. were sick like when you have the flu you feel pretty bad but you seemed and i i only knew this from afar it wasn't like i was coming over hey jeff how you feeling good good thing you would have got it (laughs) right you were you were pretty sick did you think oh my god i might not make it was it ever that bad there were i mean there was a lot of you know questions i mean the worst part of it was being out of breath where you really, you know, like when I went to the, going to the bathroom, you know, from my bed to our bathroom, not very far away, but I was exhausted getting in there. Taking a shower, standing up was, the, the closest thing I, I can compare it to is when I had my, my heart surgery. And, you know, the recovery from that is, is you are totally zapped of any kind of energy. You, you know, you can barely walk without um, having to stop and rest. And for the record, you're a guy that runs 10 miles, half marathons, runs like car- like cardiovascular cardiovascularly. It wasn't like you couldn't walk up a flight of stairs right, without right, getting yeah. tired. But right, that was yeah. the part that that was the part that that seemed so frightening from afar and it wasn't the fact that it was just flu but when you can't breathe right or you're you're constantly out of breath with three or four steps that is yep. alarming no matter what well and and the other thing that was terrifying about that time was that's when the hospitals were getting jam packed and that's why you know, the nurse said you know you know, I, I hesitate to tell you to come to the emergency room because, you know, we're stacked up and, you know, um, so the kind of care you would have gotten there, I mean, because they didn't know a lot of stuff. They might have put me on a ventilator and, you know, that's that's not a good outcome either. So, I mean, just the, um, you know, what do you do? Because your hospitals aren't available like they are any like, like right now, you know, where you could go see a doctor or go to the emergency room or whatever. So, I mean, that was a scary time knowing that you're looking, you know, blue lips. Okay, well, you know, I got to suck it up and go. So, so, yeah, the, was... so at the time when you had freezer trucks, freezer morgue trucks in Manhattan and, you know, thousands of people dying like daily, a vaccine that was 
no doubt, I don't want to say rushed, but pretty damn quick to market. And, like, there were people on this podcast that doubted that would happen. <laughs> that would be me. And, but there never seemed to be, like, when the vaccine came out, man, everybody wanted it. Well, yeah, because everybody was facing the reality of people are dying every day. Yeah. You know, and, and so I want mine. And I can remember the feeling, and you probably can too, when you got that first shot. I mean, you just, you felt, I mean, I, I, I Bull, cried. Bulletproof. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, not, but I don't know about that. But yeah, I, it, safe, though. Yeah, like yes, safe. yes, yes, like, yep, like, yes. Yeah, we're on the road to getting rid of this thing. Yeah, yep. and, there, and yep. there was a sense of normalcy that, that accompanied it. Yeah. And the, the anti-vax people will say the story is not written yet. That we don't know what's going to happen in 5, 10, X number of years. And, well, look, LeBron James' son sounds like he had a heart attack. And he's 18 years old, and he's a elite level basketball player that nobody has said but it could be is is it myocarditis what's the myo yeah something like that yeah myocarditis something something like that but it's basically it's like a thickening i think of the the heart um muscles muscles and Mm -hmm. then it's going to get it's going to get associated with vaccine and anything that happens like this going forward is, well, you got the COVID vaccine. You know, you already see it in Twitter. You know, oh, for sure. Did, was for he sure. was he was he vaccinated? There's the just asking. Or sorry, on X. Um, the well, and how long is this a recent thing, or is this back like three after days, the vaccine? Like three days ago. Oh, oh, okay. Like three days ago, with when they were talking about his his nickname is Bronny particularly these days on X, formerly known as Twitter, those moron voices are amplified. So you got the just asking questions. Was it the vaccine? Then well, so then there's the obviously the vaccine. And once it picks up steam, it's like a right, right. it's like a self winding watch that will never Martin- stop. My understanding, though, the myocarditis um, side effect would normally happen, you know, within a, a short period of time after the vaccine, if it's going to happen. Remember Johnson and Johnson? There was like a, a number of cases that started cropping up. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually they were mild, and you know, they would go away on their own or could be easily treated at the doctor's office. But you know, that was that was noted, very rare, etc. But to, you know, for this amount of time going by, usually if you're going to have a, a, a side effect or reaction to the vaccine, it's going to happen within the first month or so, something like that. So to, to, to attribute it to the vaccine this far out is pretty unlikely. Are you, but, you try, you try and, are you trying to convince me? Or? Well, I'm, say, I'm saying so, but we're going to have uh, Dr. Dan Wilson on our deep dive Zoom uh, this next Tuesday, and he debunks all this funk on you know the viruses, vaccines, all that kind of stuff. That would be a good question to ask him. Bring that because I hadn't heard that story before. 
but it'd be interesting to hear what what he has to say on that. I, I don't. I, it will. It will be. It, it it will be. It will be super interesting. It's absolutely irrelevant to anything to do with anybody who follows or thinks they could vote for RFK. You cannot. Right. Right. You right. cannot convince them. There is no debunking that can be done. There's no fact checking that can be done. And you never answer the question. Should you oh. vote for somebody who oh, is a is a recovering alcoholic or addict or somebody that has to go to not has to but goes to meetings as part of their treatment? Would you vote for them for president yourself? Hmm. That's that's. I would say if that was the only skeleton in their closet, if you want to call it that. I mean, you know, it, it's good that they're, they're doing that and all that. But I mean, if that was the only thing, everything else was was in the positive column. I probably wouldn't let that stop me. But the you know the the thing I don't get is is usually those things are like a once a week kind of thing. And so they're seven days in a week. So RFK is going twice on a couple of days, right? Yeah. So I mean that's a little right, but uh, it, but that's the but that's the that's the question though. If you go nine times, is it because you need that? And is it worse if you go nine times versus one? I would I would I would like to ask an addiction specialist that question. Yeah, because yeah. because because I don't know. It seems like nine would be. Like, nine may not be associated with the possibility of relapse more than somebody that goes once. Once a week, you mean? Or? Yeah. yeah. It seems like you're yeah. almost addicted to the addiction counseling. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I could. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I could. I would be... There is no job that's more of an all-encompassing pressure cooker. It's like you're living in an instant pot for four years. And I, boy, it, it it can break the most resilient, the strongest people. And I'm not sure that's... That may not be a charitable charitable thing to say or think, but I, obviously I will I will not vote for RFK um, or Cornell right. West. And that's not or, that's not the that's or, not the make or break or or, or, or no it, or no labels. But I would be it, it's something that if it comes up might I might want to have a point of view on that when it happens because what if it's what if it's a Senate candidate. Or a congressional candidate, or somebody, right. Right. You know, and do, should you should you hold that against them forever, or does the level of their office matter? Like, oh, I could vote for this person for city council, but not for senator. And, and to your point, you know, if if he has to go nine times a week, that's taking a whole lot of time. I don't know how long those meetings usually last. Probably a couple hours. I, I don't know, 
but that's taking a whole lot of time away from your responsibilities. What if he What me. if he wants to? What if he doesn't? Ha- what if he does? I mean, it's not it's not required. He can go eight times or four times or one one more thing on on RFK and no labels and third party charlatans. Democrats, left leaning types, people who think Trump and his control and wing of the GOP are like a like a terminal cancer that cannot find cannot get more power. You have you can't hold your nose up and say you're not gonna vote for whoever the Democratic nominee is. You may not like it. I don't care. I may not like it either. I think we're making too big a deal. I think we're playing into the Republicans' hands by worrying about about Biden's age. You know, Mitch, oh, uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Mitch McConnell oh, yeah, had a yeah. had a bad. Uh, the, we're recording this on the day where Mitch McConnell had like this thirty second blank stare in the middle of a press conference that was that was that was not good. Diane Feinstein shouldn't be in the Senate. We got way too yep, many yep. geriatrics running running the show term but, limits but if you term don't limits, yeah. i don't think that's the answer either but that's another show but you you can't not vote for the democrat right. if not you're, you're going to get trump elected you're, you're gonna get him elected it's a it's a long way out and people are stressed and they don't like to think about it but I'm a little I'm a little concerned that the that there isn't any that there's not enough concern. I, I'm I'm a little concerned that Democrats aren't gonna put the work in and they're gonna wait for other people to do it. Work in what regards? To get Democrats elected. There's a lot going on in Israel right now. There are people saying they're not gonna report for military duty. There are there are doctors mass, going on strike. You know, yeah. Doctors going on strike, and yeah, it's easier, relatively speaking, because it's a smaller country. But we aren't wired that way yet, and I think there's too much of an acceptance of well, if it, you know, if it happens, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it. I don't want my life disrupted. Like I don't want to think about it, or I don't like the Democrats enough to do that. If you're waiting for somebody else to do the work, you you have no you have no right to complain, and you're going to get what you get. And I don't I, I just don't feel I just don't feel a sense of urgency. Right. And yeah. I know it's a long way away, but damn, do we not remember the when he was president? Well, and it's it's not just that; it's the stuff that's gone down, you know, since then. You know, the anti-abortion continually thing, the anti-CR. He, you know, you don't say gay. The groomer, and, the groomer panic. Yep. The and, and the demonization that, uh, of drag queens and trans people. And, and what uh, uh, the Texas governor is doing, putting those buoys with uh, razor wire in the Rio Grande. I mean, you know, this is because all these, even though the uh, immigrant uh, crossing borders is is on the decline. You know this is all theatric kind of stuff, but that's that's what the Republican Party is. And if that doesn't scare you enough, you know to say I don't want to vote for R on any of these races, 
something's wrong. Yeah, and 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 tell people because somebody at the somebody at the deep dive night last night asked me because we I had the same conversation and they were like ah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big I'm not a door knocker like I get it it can be intimidating it's hot it's a lot of work you might run into some latent maga hat that yells at you I've had that happen but there's also a psychological value when you are knocking on doors that you feel like you're actually doing something right and right. you're doing your best yeah, yeah. and the, there's also a psychological value for the when you knock on the door and there's somebody there that's talking to you about what you believe in. Like, I'm here to get you to vote, and you don't feel so alone. You don't feel outnumbered. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel as hopeless. You may be outnumbered on your street 75 to 25. But when yep. somebody knocks on your door and says, I'm here to talk to you about Biden or Stacey Abrams or who or Ossoff or you know your democratic commissioner you name it the, the the psychological boost that you can get when somebody's like yes there are more of us out here mm-hmm. and we need you to do it it's it can be kind of inspiring and no you don't want to give up your saturday to do it but it's the most effective way to get out the vote because somebody there took the time and gave a shit and gave you kind of the hope. And you know me. Wait, wait. We're an hour in. Hopium. I'm, I'm vaping my own hopium. But look, the more people do it, the better the results are. And if, and if you lose, at least you went down swinging. Right. And we can't. We we can't afford for it to happen. You think you think if if they do their what will be refined dirty tricks to swing an election to get to get you know Trump's not going to call after the fact and ask for eleven thousand votes. They're going to get those eleven thousand votes oh, while yeah. the counting's still being done. Yep. And yeah, that was just a trial run. I, it night. was, you know what? We're we're they're, they're we're much better at it now. We're, oh. we're we're gonna be we're gonna be much better at it now. And there's not gonna be any protest that overthrows an election. There's not gonna there's not gonna be, or it's gonna be an excuse to crack heads and throw throw people in jail for political offenses. And when they do it, they're gonna compare you to what. The FBI and the Justice Department and the U.S. government did to January 6th patriots. Right. They've already yeah. got a they've already got a growing grievance about that. Like they're treated unfairly, and they were really true Americans, and they're waiting for revenge. Well, and that's what Trump admitted that this is you know basically for retribution. He's running for you know to to set things right. Absolutely. And not just for me, but for you. Oh, right, right, right. Not just for me but staring down the barrel of multiple indictments. You but little hey. people. Right. Uh, you know what? You I'm, I would never. I, I will. I will always. I will watch every TikTok and every every video of somebody going in interviewing people at Trump rallies, and 
it, it, it it's kind of terrible to like them, but you're like, how how can how can you be this way? Right. Like how how can of, how can yeah. how can you be this way? Right. It's like my well, outlet for those feelings. Well, and, and you know, to your point on the door knocking thing, you know, what this made me think of is a lot of people are becoming um, probably sick and tired of you know the political landscape and and. You know, and they don't see Biden as the best choice. They certainly don't see Trump as a, as the right choice. They don't so, like Kamala Harris, right? Yeah. So, so you know, a lot of them that you're probably not going to do or, or not were not planning on voting. They were going to be, you know, they're apathetic, and you know, like I I give up. No matter what I do, you know, nothing hmm. changes. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What am I going to do? Right. Right. But, you know, then you can kind of remind them of the things that have gone on, you know, with the Republican Party. And, you know, uh, so it might nudge them to go vote where they weren't planning on voting. And, and the other thing is to make sure they are registered and that they show up on the voter roll. Get because, your, um, yeah. There was a bunch, how many, was it, how many, was it a million, some people that were in the Georgia rolls they were going to? 200,000, I think. To it, okay. Yeah, maybe I was I was rounding up there, but I mean it's, it's still a scary number. And, and so, in other words, you you have to vote every time, otherwise your vote, your right to vote goes away in this in this state. I don't, you know. So anyway, that that's the other important thing about doing is is to make sure that they're registered. Check with here's the source where you can check to make sure that you're registered. Here's your your precinct that you're supposed to vote at because that's the other trick that they're doing is is moving consolidating all that kind of stuff so you show up at the precinct you thought was yours and no longer is so you know kind of kind of smoothing the path so i think that's get your walking shoes on democrats it's yeah. time to it's time to time to get your steps in and save democracy at the same time yeah it'll be fun doing it in 100 degree weather too. so you, so you don't have a book to recommend uh, this is unusual. Been, this may be one of this may be a first. Well, I have one on order, so I, I've kind of taken a, a, a break on my reading. because we had a bunch of company and stuff like that, so I've kind of got out of the habit. And and also, my favorite reading place is on the back deck, and it's been a little little hot in the afternoons to sit out there and. It's just weather, Jeff. It's not climate. I will lead more lean more popular culture. If you like. Formula One, Drive to Survive, and the Netflix sports documentaries. You should absolutely, absolutely watch the one on the Tour de France. Um, it is a great kind of behind-the-scenes view of the tour. And you will, I promise you, you will look at that race and Grand Tour cycling in an entirely different way. Uh, it's a, it, is, it is wildly entertaining. And would also recommend, and we'll put links in the in the show notes, that listen to listen with an open mind to an RFK podcast, and don't just don't just immediately dismiss the craziness and dismiss him as as okay this guy this guy's nuts because he says a lot of nutty stuff, but yep. listen to the parts that might appeal to other people. That might appeal to certain groups when he talks about fighting corporate power and he talks about science and he talks about the environment. 
these are these are these are winning topics. These are these yep. are topics that that Democrats all care about, but they don't associate it with all of the baggage that he brings with it. So the good news the good news podcast will be episode one twenty nine, no doubt. So see you in a couple weeks. With someone that I party and the devil is my friend, and the devil is my friend.